0: Donovan. Arthur. Radio Free Toadbag. <laughs> Nailed it, dude. We're basically Radio Lab at this point, which uh, that's a reference to. You I've listen heard, to Radio Lab, or Never heard it. Oh, man. It's it's another kind of like mainstay NPR podcasts, very well-produced, like long-form stories. But the thing that drives me crazy and also I, I kind of like is the, the intros are always like that. It's It's very quick. And then they have their little like theme bit, which is like a bunch of different people saying shit and making mouth noises like blah, 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 around like, the word radio lab. Oh.
1: What kind of like what so are they just saying Radio Lab? Like what are they saying?
0: You got like four different people. So somebody's like, radio, and another person's like, lab. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's making a mouth noise. And it's been a little bit since I've listened, so I've missed a couple things. But it's like a collage of different people's voices. And uh yeah, I don't know if I like it or not, but it does it does grab the attention.
1: I so, think we could. Hey, maybe
0: in a future episode we can get some of you listeners to uh everybody can say a word out of radio for a tote bag and uh yeah, and, and we can just edit the shit out of the rest of it so our voices are jumping all over the place cuz evidently that's good radio. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. we're it, it's it's Radio Free Type Bag. We're in with a discussion of another podcast. We're also here to talk about relationships. Oh
1: yeah. It is a show about relationships and fellowship
0: and drinking beer. <laughs> there we go. All all those things. How you doing, Arthur? Oh man,
1: you know, I'm out here surviving. Uh <laughs> today I went to the retail establishment that shall not be named and asked if the if the store manager was around cause looking for my old job back.
0: Oh no. Are you not liking the current thing or what?
1: Oh current thing has been over since uh December.
0: Oh fuck, I didn't put that together. Yeah, I've been
1: I have been jobless and uh the money's starting to get pretty thin, so gotta go see if I get that old job back while I'm looking for something better.
0: That's good times, kind of.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> I mean at least you got it in there, so that so that's good. Yeah, my my week has been uh, eighteen hours in one day of moving out of an apartment, and I like almost ripped the toenail off in the process. Oh yeah, got a staple in a finger and five cactus spines in another finger. Ooh. So uh, yeah, it was great. That was wonderful.
1: I was gonna ask you how that went. Eighteen hours. That's a uh, that's a long day.
0: Yeah, I have a lot more shit than I realized. Mm. And I guess that's a good reminder that I should just probably toss about half of it in the dumpster. Straight up. I was finding shit, man, that I don't I don't know why like I found a pair of my shoes from when I was like three. Mm. I don't know how I got those. Uh but clearly very important. So I, I figure I can I can wipe most of that out uh, yeah. on account. I don't think I'll be wearing those again.
1: Toss those appetitos.
0: Yeah. Well, you know it will make my uh, mangled hand and toenail feel better, Arthur? It's what answering questions. Yeah! I feel better. that. Yeah! All right, good times. Well, we got a listener question this week. We got another visit to the, the paraphilia pantry mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of Reddit stuff. So, so here we go. My 26F boyfriend, 28M, thinks his job is exactly as hard as mine, and it's causing resentment. I can't tell if I'm being an awful person, but this is really bothering me. I have a stressful job. I'm responsible for a large group of people, around 10,000, who regularly commit suicide, self-harm, have multiple health needs, and whose day-to-day health care is severely underfunded. It is my job to try and improve conditions, being vague for anonymity. My boyfriend's job is working for his friend, a successful media personality. Half of this involves being in prank-style videos. The other half is in sourcing content for his friend's Facebook page. Yesterday, I came home stressed and upset. I have tonsillitis. One of my men poured a kettle of boiling water over his head, and there are problems that may mean we don't have enough food for everyone. I said that I was feeling overwhelmed, and my boyfriend said, We all have problems at work. Mine is stressful, too. Mm. and got annoyed at me. He ended the call saying, For fuck's sake... I really feel upset. I do think my job is more taxing and difficult. I do want want to do what I do, but it's hard, and I don't think he understands how hard it is. I wasn't using him as a therapist. He asked me to call him and tell him what was going on, so I did. I'd only spoken for less than two minutes before he got annoyed and the conversation ended. I want him to realize that my job has unique stresses, and just because he can fix things that bother him by having a direct chat with his friend-slash-boss doesn't mean that I can do the same. He wanted me to tell my director that I can't do those things because they're hard to deal with. I've said that's not an option, but he doesn't get it. I don't know what to do, or if I'm wrong for thinking like this. But TLDR, my boyfriend, has a more light-hearted job and can't empathize with mine, which I feel deals with more difficult issues. I don't know how to talk about this with him. And that was posted by Can't Explain Job Proble. Proble.
1: pro problem. Oh, my God.
0: Your boyfriend sucks. Yeah, that's a pretty dickish response.
1: Yeah. Your boyfriend sucks real bad, and, uh, you know, his job working for Logan Paul or whoever is definitely not as <laughs> difficult as your job serving these people with uh, their unique uh, health needs. Uh, You had some fucked up, you had a fucked up day. A dude that you try to help was like, I'm going to pour
0: boiling water over my head. It's awful. No, that's rough. And instead of being supportive, your boyfriend decides to take this weird defensive stance. Like somehow you're intruding on him, you know, while he's got his own it, like beyond the fact that you win this comparison, which shouldn't be, like, an argument you're having. It's not a goddamn competition there. Um, But beyond that, why is that his response? Why is he jumping to this, like, uh, kind of, oh, man, what's the word I'm looking for here?
1: Feels dismissive to me what he's saying. Like, uh, uh, just talk to your boss. hmm It'd be fine.
0: Dismissive and like self centered on his part. Like instead of focusing on you, he's like, whoa, my job's hard too. Like that wasn't even related to what you were asking him about. It's very strange.
1: Uh, Everybody's got a hard time,
0: babe. No, you know. Yeah. So I got to wonder where that comes from. You know, like, has he had this long standing kind of chip on his shoulder about. You know, feeling like his job can't compare it to yours and feeling like inadequate or something? Or have you been fighting? Like, that's a weird, a weird thing to come up like that. Like, what, this person you've been dating just dismisses a very, uh, something there's a problem they need support on and they're just 0% there for you. Uncool. Uh, definitely uncool. I'm
1: like, I'm like horns ish. <laughs> I'm like leaning towards I, horns, like
0: real quiet I, horns. I am too. I, I would kind of, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is part of a long standing thing. Like, if this is a one off, I don't know, maybe he had a shitty day and it still reflects very poorly on him, but you could always bring that up, like, explain to him why that was a crappy thing to say when you needed support and uh, maybe he apologizes and something else was going on. But if this is part of a long-standing trend, and he just dismisses your issues just like that, uh, yeah, you, you probably don't want to be with this person.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, babe. You know, we approached this uh, homeless dude with a $100 bill. I'm trying to, like, uh, uh, form one of those, like, <laughs> shitty prank videos that YouTube queers make. It, for real. Uh and, yeah, he, you know, he, nobody was biting on the prank. It was fucking difficult, so everyone's job yeah. was stressful.
0: They, they wouldn't even touch my shit-covered co- uh, dollar bill, so I know how you feel. Yeah,
1: I know exactly how you feel.
0: <laughs> Man. Man. I don't, I don't like this guy, either, just based simply on that. I, I Prank-style videos, most of that is foul garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh, God. w I've got got... And hey, you got tonsillitis on top of this, dude? Yeah. You're
1: sick. Ugh. You're fucking, you got tonsil stones coming up. It's not good, man. This guy, for, this guy. For real.
0: She mentions, too, that like he asked her to call him, which is weird, because like, that's the supportive thing to do. Like, yeah. hey, let's talk about this. And then he just dismisses it. I don't, yeah. I do not get that. That's so strange.
1: I don't get it at all. He sounds like a bag of shit, and you should uh, throw him down a flight of stairs and pee on his head. <laughs>
0: yeah i'll I'll reiterate if it's a one-off try to talk to him uh but if this is part of a long-standing thing uh, fuck this dude damn all right then yeah not not great my dude not great
1: we're off to a rolling start here
0: (laughs) we are uh hey let's see what else uh what else we got maybe maybe a little bit more supportive significant others in here (laughs) not likely My
1: 22M girlfriend, 20F, has differing views about racism, sexism, and it's really bothering me. We've been in a relationship for two years now. She's always been pretty progressive, but over the last six months-ish, she started making lots of passive-aggressive comments about white men. I'm a white male. Complaining about how, quote, white dudes at concerts need to chill. Uh, Another quote here, old white men need to get out of politics, etc., She's never gone on a tirade or anything, just made a few comments here and there that I generally ignored. Yesterday, we started watching The Thing, which is a sci-fi horror movie about a bunch of guys in a base dealing with a foreign Vader of sorts. I don't want to spoil it. Thanks, guy. She's never seen it, but she knows it's one of my favorite movies. And 20 minutes in, she starts talking about how it was a sexist movie because the cast was all uh, male, and it was sending the message that women can't be scientists. I pursued the topic further without starting an argument or getting combative and learned that, a little list of bullet points here, she believes that sexism and racism are all about power and privilege, and therefore, in America where we live, it's impossible to be uh, racist or sexist against white men. She stands by her comments because she thinks she's pointing out ways that toxic masculinity needs to end. She believes that issues which disproportionately affect men, such as incarceration rates, access to homeless shelters, college graduation rates, and treatment by courts and the police, are either statistical errors or good because they improve the power balance. Quote. Note that she doesn't believe that the same when race is factored in, so she still believes that all of the above need to be improved for black and Hispanic people in general. I told her I believe in sexism against men that I believe sexism against men can be real, and thought all of the above were examples of how it happens in real life. I told her I didn't expect her to change her opinions, but I asked her if she was, if she were comfortable with me believing what I do, and she got extremely nervous and dodged the question. The conversation with, ended with her being all like, at least you don't vote Republican, so it's okay, ha ha ha. I feel like my entire opinion of her has reversed in less than 24 hours. I'm worried she's not gonna cool it with these all these terrible comments. And to be honest, I'm paranoid about even watching TV and movies with her. I don't be I don't want to be one of the good ones. I just want her to see me as another human being. Am I overreacting? Is this even salvageable? I don't want to date someone like this. The LDR girlfriend is increasingly casually hostile towards white men, and yesterday she spilled the beans about believing her hostility is justified because of the societal. Power imbalance. As a white man, I feel dehumanized, and I'm not sure she'll change on my account. And that was posted by throwaway string of
0: numbers. Huh. I was going into this thinking this guy was gonna suck completely, but I'm actually I'm actually a little bit split on this. Really? One. Yeah. I, I gotta say, you know, first off, I agree with almost all of her points here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm a little off on her. Saying it's the statistical error that like men are disproportionately more in prison because like that's that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Um. But but what I don't like is the kind of constantly peppering that into movies and stuff. Like that's that's good stuff to talk about. That's good to be aware of. Like casting of mostly men and whites, especially in the past, in films. Like that yeah. was a problem. That's an example of you know bias towards uh, those groups and marginalizations of. Um, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I keep blanking on words today. Marginalized uh, population, uh, minority groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's all good and fine, and and it's good to talk about. But when you're with your partner, who you know, I assume they've been getting along, they're on the same page. This starts striking me the way that like. People, right when they become atheists, get where they're just injecting that into every conversation. Yeah. Religion comes up, they have to dive down your throat about that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And that's, that just becomes kind of obnoxious. Like, and and I don't, I feel a little bit bad saying that because, again, it's important to talk about these things, but like, it's your partner. If you have that same goddamn comment on every old movie you watch, like, what are you going to enjoy at that part? What are you, Hmm. what are you going to do that becomes, you know, more grating than an actual, uh, good conversation to be having so i am i am split there here's here's where i am on this girl she needs to be uh
1: honed like a like a fine blade into uh a more uh nuanced critique like she's she's got the basics down uh, white men are more powerful in society representation matters and uh you know she just, she just needs to get more facts, and uh, I think that she can get those at the newly announced Radio Free Tote Bag Political Education Camp uh, that you can go to <laughs> uh, this summer. Uh, get your tickets now, uh, where you will be crafted into a, uh, a member of the RFTB party, and uh, we will work together to create a society where cissexism and sexism and racism and classism will be eradicated through the power of comedy.
0: That's good times. Can we get a militia going, too? Yeah, dog! Can we just we just arm our members with tote bags filled with quarters. <laughs> it's a powerful weapon. Is, it's got our
1: logo on it, too. That's a heavy flail, my guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Very stylish, too. Well, One part I, I forgot to mention here, though. There's another general issue. Um... Mocking white male politicians and power structures, that's a good fucking time, and it's funny, and it's punching up, and I think that also kind of draws attention to those issues, and uh, I I think a lot of white dudes tend to get really sensitive and kind of fragile about that shit, and start diving into the whole, ah, reverse racism, and like, you're the Mm -hmm. real racist garbage, When in reality, like, you got to recognize people making those comments. They're not fucking talking about you specifically. They're not trying to single you out. Right. You know, they're attacking uh, kind of the the broader, uh, the broader idea there, which, which is a thing like saying, you know, white men have historically been pretty fucking trash doesn't mean that you are trash. You know, you, you have some of that same privilege. You're affected by some of those negative societal forces there. Which you should be aware of, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't like see that little criticism of kind of this, you know, just color like a- ethnicity and gender block you fall in and then fall all over yourself. Oh, you're attacking me because that's yeah. come on, that's fragile as shit. You, it's clearly not targeted directly at you.
1: The quote here: "I don't want to be one of the good ones." Uh, the way you be not one of the way you be the way you be one of the good ones is uh just to not suck ass and to recognize the <laughs> the you know understand and recognize history uh it ain't that fucking hard
0: no for real, and it's kind of i don't know it feels like you're making it that way and putting that label in yourself because again her comments are more attacking historical power structures yeah rather than being like oh no, but you're you're cool like you're dating clearly she thinks you're good What do you think you want to be in the group of the bad ones like it's i don't know it seems like a weird kind of thing for him to zero in on yeah
1: i wish to gain power and oppress people <laughs> that are not like me
0: yeah so that i'm not one of the good ones <laughs> <laughs> so so i don't know overall here though i uh, this this is feeling a little incompatible to me
1: yeah because this guy uh he might not be wearing the red hat but he's uh I don't know. I, I feel like he's edging a little towards uh MRA on some level. Uh, uh
0: definitely. It, it, at least at least pretty centrist, dude.
1: That stands for men's
0: rights activist
1: for those of us who are not familiar. Uh um, Oh yeah.
0: Google that if you want to go down a wormhole of <laughs> heinousness. Yass,
1: queen. Uh Yeah, man. Okay, so she's she's going to get better at this and it ain't it ain't going to stop like once you once you pop you just can't stop criticizing the patriarchy
0: <laughs> which again is good but but then I do reiterate don't be the fucking born again atheist with this that is shoving it in everybody's faces all the time
1: yeah especially yeah, in I can relationship that perspective as well
0: yeah but unless
1: you're unless you're with, unless you're with somebody who's totally on board also and then you can have a lot of fun together.
0: No, true. Her rant about this stuff is fun, but I, I guess co- coming back to that because that kept sticking out to me. I'm just picturing you're, you're watching a movie with your girlfriend. This is the fifth movie you've watched this week, and she starts going on the same goddamn spiel about you know how how Hollywood was massively uh, shifted towards men in the past, and I mean and mm-hmm. even now. Uh, oh, yeah. And you're just like like we've talked about this. Like, come on. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's one thing having that with new people, but if it's the same goddamn thing all the time, I can see how that would get irritating. Sure.
1: Uh, she needs to learn what the Bechdel test is, and all she, what she can do to satisfy this urge is, after watching a film, determine whether or not the film passed the Bechdel test, and note that. You're like, oh, that one failed too.
0: You want to describe what that is? Because I th- I think that's a I only found out about that kind of recently.
1: Yeah, let me... Let's see. I want to make sure I get my facts right on this. Uh, I think her name was... Allison Bechtel. Uh, she was a... She's a cartoonist uh, who created uh, a comic strip called Dykes to Watch Out For. Um, oh,
0: yeah. I've read some of that.
1: Yeah, back in uh, 1985, she came up with this. And it's basically... Uh, a film or a TV show or any sort of media product um, passes or fails the Bechtel test, whether uh, based on whether a female character talks to another female character about something other than a man. Um, yeah,
0: unsurprisingly, about ninety-nine percent of films are going to fail that.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember uh, back when I was in college, uh, we were watching a movie. Uh or my girlfriend and I were watching a movie with her dad and she remarked, This movie does not pass the Bechtel test and uh she explained it to him and he goes, Well, they don't make movies to pass the Bechtel test. And it's like, Yeah, that's <laughs> that's
0: the point. That's why it's bad. <laughs> uh why why it's a thing and hopefully change on that should be made. Yeah, dog. Uh, maybe one more thing on this you know another part is just you're a movie talker at that point like the <laughs> <Sure>. person, <laughs> which, which in general it's like the person asking questions all the goddamn time and it's even worse and you're like i haven't even seen this movie i have the same information as you uh, but maybe have these conversations afterwards or after yeah. you've seen a few and been like look how this kind of illustrates this issue and, uh, I think, you know, your partner and really anybody would be more receptive then. Even if your ideas are right, just nobody, nobody really likes a movie talker. Yeah, dog. All right. You got anything else? Nah, dog. Well, good luck out there. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't think this is going to pan out. And, uh, you, you deserve somebody better than this dude. Somebody a little bit fucking aware.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Good luck finding your trad wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A Well hey, uh good news up next. We got a uh listener question in our question box this week. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions, why are you asking all them questions, making statements? Uh-huh. asking all them questions. Asking all them questions, why are you asking all them questions, making statements? Uh uh-huh. questions my favorite part of the show where you've been indeed best part of the show and a reminder been? to all listeners and new listeners we have our anonymous question box where you can submit a question that we will talk about on the show you can find the links in our social media or on the website under the submit your question tab you don't need an account type your question in we'll read it on the show no matter how uh, non-questioning it is but this one is a question and here it is here it come my My friend proposed to his girlfriend of six months, and she said no. Mm. Her reasoning, apparently, is that they're not ready yet, and that neither of them are in a place where she'd want to be engaged. Needless to say, he's devastated. They're still together because they don't want to break up, but I can tell something is wrong that he won't talk about. What are my responsibilities as his friend? How can I comfort him? What advice would you give him about his relationship going forward?
1: Wow. Okay, uh... I feel like whenever you try to take a relationship uh to the next step, whenever you try to advance the relationship stage and it doesn't go, then it then it's over. That's that's just my feeling. I'm not sure that it's 100% true. Um, you think so? I think like it's like okay. Uh so you know, you're you're say you're like good friends with somebody. Well, maybe that's okay. Maybe that's not true, like, at that stage. But, like, you're casually dating, and then you try to, uh, you know, okay, we're going to initiate physical uh, stage of the relationship. And then one person or the other says, no, I don't think so. It's like, ugh. Like, it just it feels like, like if you can't advance, if things can't always be advancing, I feel like they're failing. That might be just my, you know, neurosis but if things can't be advancing it feels like it's failing
0: i mean i feel that if the if the partner's unwilling to change uh but th- this doesn't seem like that sort of situation i mean first off don't fucking propose to your girlfriend six months in what are you doing
1: yeah six months is pretty short
0: yeah wait six months and okay we're definitely ready to spend the rest of our lives together yep i spent six That's, months with you i'm sold <laughs> yeah goddamn, dude i've i've lived in fucking college apartments longer than that uh so that 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 part's not good but the the other thing is here she didn't say no and fucking break up with you or no and i'm never gonna want to do that she was very clear with you that she's not ready for that she doesn't think you are either the relationship is and and kind of give it time and that's that's fine that's good communication and it's not taking it off the table, but I think her reasoning is extremely fucking valid there. Get, yep. Date a little bit longer before you're committing to this. That is true. And uh, so I don't know. The fact that he's devastated by that and the fact that he's jumping on the proposal train six months in, I don't... You're fucking definitely not ready to get married. Mm. And I kind of doubt uh, there's stability in a relationship there. You know what I mean? That's 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 weird as fuck.
1: Hmm. I, I'm thinking that the idea of being engaged is reasonably nebulous. You know what I mean? When somebody says, uh, I have a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, there's immediately a set of expectations that are apparent to just about everybody, just culturally. Uh-huh. Uh, when you say fiancé, it just means y'all are going to get married at some point And you're serious about the relationship. So it's it feels nebulous to me. Like, and I, I don't think he would, you know, when you get engaged, you're not necessarily ready to set a date.
0: Uh, I get to, but then why do that at all? You know what I mean? Until he, you're ready to set a date. I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think, yeah, I,
1: I think this guy is just over the fucking moon and crazy about this lady. And, yeah. uh, you know,
0: and, that, and that explains the devastated part. Like, I understand being disappointed by that. But again, I just I don't think that's a fucking good idea 6 months in. Yeah. You know? That is fair. That's a fair criticism. I could I could, you know, I could see spending my life with you or something along those lines, but don't fucking pop a ring out. And if he proposed 6 months in, I assume he was planning that for a few months before, like that that's just bizarre to me, dude. Yeah.
1: Damn. He's got to return that ring too. That's going to be a, that's a sad that's a sad afternoon.
0: Yeah, but also, also a good goddamn lesson, man. I feel like there's kind of an order of operations. You date for a while, make sure things are good in your separate spaces, get to a certain point where you can move in together, yep. and then if that's going well, okay, like maybe we'll get married. Mm-hmm. But that takes that kind of at least for me, and I'll admit I tend to be a little much more held back about this. But that's a process that's like years for me, man cuz people people change a lot you you want to make sure 6 months is still like very much within the honeymoon period in my opinion yeah and that's also something that i think is informing this jump like you're you're so kind of crazy about somebody and they're perfect at the beginning of a relationship and everything's good you got to give time for that to kind of level out to what it actually is
1: <laughs> yeah you got to get time to sour on each other
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which, no, and, and it's kind of, you know, jaded and, and kind of depressing to say, but it's accurate. And that It's kind of a realistic, good way to approach relationships, I think.
1: Yeah. Gotta let it cool off, see if you still feel the same way uh, at, the, at sure. the core. Yeah, so what are, <laughs> what are your responsibilities as a friend to somebody who tries to make this leap and uh, gets their legs cut off?
0: I mean, I think be there for them. I think, you know, make some of these points that, that we have, particularly that she's not, you know, she's not saying no forever. You know, mm-hmm. she just needs more time about this, which is completely reasonable. Yeah. And if you want to get married to this girl, you you need to respect her feelings and make sure yeah. she's on the same page. You can't you can't force something like this. And and that's OK. That's how this should function. Um. So I, I think just kind of remind him of that support him while he's feeling down. And, uh, you know, if you, if you think this is a good relationship too, try to restore some confidence in him so he doesn't give up on this, you know, you, I could see this guy getting so let down and then he just burns out on it and the relationship falls apart, which is a big old waste in my opinion. Uh, I think that answers the next question of how to comfort him too. And then, uh, advice wise, you know, I think let her know that you understand her concerns about this, but you do feel strongly about her. Um, and yeah, give her time, see what happens. Maybe have a little conversation about kind of what she sees her future being like, what, you know, does she even want to get married? Uh, kind of what her life plans or like goals she wants to accomplish before doing that are, but respect that show that you're like listening and you know, you're not pissed or or upset's you know, the wrong word, but you're not going to kind of change or become angry about this. Uh, and then see what happens and then maybe things will work out. But by doing that, you're showing that you respect what her concerns were and you know, that you're here to kind of work with them, her on those concerns and, and see where things go.
1: Yeah. Woo. Booze. Get him drunk. Take him out. Show him what's up. Also that. Show him a good time. Also that. Uh, get his mind off it. Get him, uh, working on something else. Cause, uh, I can see how this would be the kind of thing that, uh, you know, like a sore spot in your mouth, you might just, like, run your mental tongue over it over and over again. It's not productive. got to get his mind elsewhere.
0: No, no, that's very true. And and that's what I was saying, too, about this, maybe throwing a wrench in the works of this relationship if he starts becoming kind of obsessive about this and starts acting differently. Yeah. So, yeah, be there for him and, and, and do some other stuff together, try to get his mind off of it. When do you think he shoots his shot again? Oh, man. I think that would come as part of kind of asking her how she sees her future, because, you know, you obviously don't want to jump back on this, and then she's like, why the fuck do you keep asking for this? <laughs> You've proposed just twice in two weird. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> just a week later. So, no, uh, I, you ready to get married, or? Yeah. Every single day, text messages. How was your day? Marriage? Question mark? Smiley face? Cowboy? <laughs> movie.
1: Marriage? Yeah, I love that. We should, but that but, should be a practice. K- marriage? For, for sure, for sure.
0: That's that's a healthy relationship pra- uh, practice. <laughs> but just figure out where she's at. Talk to her about it, and you'll get the sense eventually. You know, maybe wait for her to bring it up again. Uh, but but definitely no time soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yes, I feel that.
0: Uh, Well, man, I wish him good times. Yeah, for real. Don't and don't, don't give up on this just because you know she didn't want to get married fucking six months in. (laughs) I can't, (laughs) I can't get over that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes when you know, you know though. Like, man,
1: this guy might be fucking like, ah, he might be so sold. And I hope that she takes this as the vote of confidence that it is. You know what I mean? I hope that she takes this in a in a positive light like, "Oh, honey, thank you so much, but no, I can't."
0: No, I I hope so too. But again, you know, they're they're sticking together. She's not burnt down and freaked out and jumping ship, so you know, reiterate just that that came from a place of you being committed to things and and not you trying to rush things. Yeah. I feel that? All right. Arthur, are we hitting that paraphilia pantry? Kind of fetish? Uh, I can't think of a room that starts with an F. Fetish foyer. Perfect. Is that where we're going next? <laughs> yes, yes, that is
1: exactly where we're heading. Uh, And this week, it goes something like this. My F19 boyfriend, M22, of 1.5 years, insists on watching porn I find really hard to be okay with. We've been together for two and a half years, although broke up for about two months due to arguing and such. I love him so very much and see myself being with him for a long time. We have a lot in common and I care about him very much. The only problem is this. During the beginning of our relationship, I found out he enjoyed enjoyed watch a lot of pornography. Not only this, but it was all about macrophilia and giantess women, something I find weird and cannot get my head around. We have a great sex life and have sex every day, sometimes more than once a day. And since finding out about his fetish, I have tried my best to please him in such a ways during sex, e.g. being on top. Well,
0: that's fu- fucking
1: good for you guys. We, we have moved into a new part of our relationship <laughs> where we are trying to be open and honest and respectful of each other. We are both moving to separate parts of the country soon and therefore won't be able to see each other all the time. So I said I... I should try to be okay with him watching this sort of thing. However, I suffer from severe anxiety, depression, slash mild bipolar, and paranoid and prone to self-harm. And no matter how hard I try to be okay with him watching stuff, I can't seem to be. I really do want to be okay with it for our sakes, as I know it is an outlet for him. I don't think he realizes how much it does affect and upset me. And when I flip out at him, he gets angry. Although I'm still trying all the time to be okay with it. Recently, I found out he left mine after a long stint of time together and instantly signed up to a giantess site and has been on it twice in two days Uh, in the two days he's been away from me already plus i found thousands of images on his laptop our relationships i want this to work out am i okay to be upset by this how can both me and my boyfriend make the situation easier so we are both happy i want to be a good understanding girlfriend and i need advice so not to feel paranoid and upset all the time. LDR boyfriend watches porn and looks at sites that I find weird. I want to be okay with it for our sakes, for the sakes of our relationship, and I want him to not become obsessed again. Help! That was posted by trying to be okay.
0: All right, so the topic of this week is macrophilia Mm -hmm. slash giantesses, and I've pulled up a quick definition for that. Yeah. So macrophilia is a fascination with... Or sexual fantasy involving giants. More commonly expressed as giantesses, female giants. It is typically a male fantasy, with the male playing the smaller part, entering, being dominated, or being eaten by the larger woman.
1: War Others crossover. Involve
0: partners. It is a little bit of a war crossover. Others involve partners who naturally have a significant difference in size. And I will say on the Wikipedia article, the... Uh, the uh, image for it is a poster for the movie Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Tight. Tight. <laughs> yeah. So Tight. so you're bugged with your, your boyfriend's fetish here. It seems to be kind of the crux of this. Uh, this doesn't... Him watching this doesn't strike me as a big deal, especially if they're going to be long distance. Do you feel me on that? I feel that. I definitely feel that. Uh,
1: sorry, I... I mean, I found some, and it's something. <laughs> it's really something. Oh no! Uh, um, uh, just uh, a quick search on 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 the hub, on the old you now. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Um. Okay, so this one, uh, is entitled "Giantist Plays With and Inserts You." Oh nice. And it's just a series of close-ups on the woman's various orifices. Like like your perspective as you're being uh you know inserted into the various uh orifices.
0: Ah, oh, it's first person.
1: Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff I'm finding is uh it's like like shot from below and like big shots of well this one has a lot of feet in it. Um but it's, uh, it's either digital or animated, uh, depictions of people being, uh, you know, eaten or inserted into, inserted entirely into various orifices or, um, just like forced perspective video. Oh, this one's got some that's, green that's, screen to it. That's kind of cool. That's good. times.
0: How would you rate the animation quality? Some of this is really good. <laughs> Some of this really?
1: definitely has some fucking work done. I'm going to just... <laughs> I'm just going to shoot this one over to you in the Skype chat real quick.
0: Oh, boy. I didn't ask for this. I was about to say, I, I, and for all the listeners out there, I appreciate Arthur. Like, I I search these things, I hop on Wikipedia, Arthur's going straight to the hub. Oh, yeah. I'm. He's going I'm, into the real shit for you people. I'm
1: nothing if not adventurous. That just sent you the search results. Here you go.
0: Okay, yeah. It looks like a lot of forced perspective to me. And a couple animated ones. Yeah.
1: I'm okay, oh here we go. Uh I made this is from the uh this is like a text scroll over the beginning of this one. Uh I made this animation with the intention of it being seen as an immersive experience. To fully enjoy it, please use your best headphones. Sit back and enjoy. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and that was
1: posted by Wow
0: Ashki Wolf. Just sit back and enjoy being inserted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, if that's if that's okay. your thing, that's your thing. I think that that goes yeah. for a lot of things. If that's your thing, no, that's your
0: and, thing. I, and I, I got to come back to what we have said about some other ones, like the balloon popping one from the other one. This is relatively harmless. It seems like the, the yeah. issue here is that your partner's weirded out by it. Uh, yeah, but, but the other issue, and somebody in the comments is is mentioning too. Uh, you know, beyond being weirded out, she is checking his computer. She's asking him about it all the time. She's, a, uh, she's it seems, Yeah, she she is driving a lot of this, which, you know, I don't want to push that in like a blamey way because she says she suffers from anxiety. And I firsthand like understand how you can get stuck on something like that. Um, and if that's too big of an issue, maybe this is the wrong person for you to be with. You know, but if you love this person, you want to keep this relationship going. You gotta stop, you know, scratching at this scab here. You're, you're mm. making it so much worse. And checking his computer and shit is just not not great. That's pee hanging. Uh, but again, this is harmless. This exists in the realm of fantasy. You know, it's he's not out there looking for fucking six foot six women and cheating on you. You know, right. he's looking at porn that that fulfills a very specific fantasy for him. And I don't think that's a problem in general uh but again if it does bother you and you can't kind of stop obsessing about this then this this may need to end
1: dang cuz uh you can't sacrifice your uh your peace and stability for uh for a relationship can't do it
0: no and that, and that's true too and uh i don't know be, beyond it being kind of okay in both of our books you know if that is a, a you know, a personal kind of wall for you, uh like a line and you're not if somebody crosses that you can't deal with that in a relationship. You know, if he's not gonna respect that, if he's gonna choose uh, you know, the giantesses uh over your normal self, uh then and then that is a little bit shitty.
1: Yeah. I wanna I just had a thought. Uh, I wanna introduce this to the paraphilia foyer fetish foyer. Uh uh, segment uh, on a scale of one to five, how much could you see yourself being into this? Into the into the giant stuff. Into the giant stuff. Yes.
0: Uh one. That's I, a I one. Don't, I just don't, I don't get it.
1: It's not doing it for you. It's not at all.
0: No, it's 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 like feet for me. It's sure. one of those ones that you know I'm not disgusted by it, but I'm just like this. This does nothing for me. Yeah, you know the, the more than anything, there'd be kind of an entertainment value from it because I, not to shame anybody, but I think this is fucking hilarious <laughs> looking just at the the images on this. Yeah, uh, but no, I don't, I don't
1: get it. So, meeting Opal not a thing for you? No, that's the title of uh of this full giantess animation. Yeah. very well uh, done I must say this is incredibly
0: <laughs> well done <laughs> that's the kind of guest we need to hunt down we need to find whoever the fuck is animating this stuff I, I would love to pick their brain if I could reach it ah, get it Cause <laughs> giant too. All right. god
1: why are her flip-flops <laughs> so dirty uh, oh, I don't like that <laughs> like a thong sitting on the table this is really something I'm gonna to have to bookmark that and check it for later because I'm at least a
0: two. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week talking about Arthur's uh, newly discovered macrophilia. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's head back to the land of the regular sized, shall we? I
1: I do think that this is a good idea to go to the land of the regular sized.
0: All right, good because uh, that's where we're headed. Uh, although the people in this land of the regular sized are regular sized homophobes, it seems, because my parents always said that they don't like gay people shoving it in our face, even though I'm gay. 14F. It made me mad enough to say it back about straight couples, and now I'm in trouble. Okay, so I'm gay, and I came out to my parents a few years ago. And they always said this one thing I absolutely hate how gay people don't have to shove it in our faces. Like if they see a couple in public or on TV or whatever, they'll call it gross or not good to do in public. They also think the GSA club I'm in at school is unnecessary and tacky. And for people who want to push it in your face,
1: GSA, by you the have, way, stands for gay straight Alliance. That's a typical thing. You'll find it like colleges and high schools. Yes. Um,
0: I get really mad about it recently, and for the last couple of weeks I've been saying, Ew, you don't have to shove that nasty straight shit in my face all mm-hmm. the time. Or, Ew, that's not something I want to see in public if I see other people who are obviously straight in public. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, when my parents kiss or hold hands or say sappy things to each other, or when someone introduces somewhere else, someone else as their husband or wife, or when I see a couple on a date... Or if I see a couple holding hands, or if there's a relationship on TV, I'll start saying the same stuff my parents said, nasty stuff about, regarding gay couples. Not because I really mean it or hate anyone, I just thought they'd see how nasty it was to say once it was turned around on them. And I'm starting to get really mad because it comes up a lot, like every time we leave the house a few times. And I decided for myself to not stop till my parents agree they'll not say that shit about me or my friends or anyone else again. But it's not really worked like that. They're furious at me for disrespecting people in public and disrespecting them and the fact that it's disrespectful for me to do. So it must also be disrespectful for them to do has just missed them. Wait, what?
1: Uh, So it must be disrespectful for them to do has
0: just missed them. They have just Ah, missed. Yeah, yeah took me a second uh i don't know i'm grounded now can't go see my friends after school or do theater or gsa club this spring and i don't know if i should apologize even though i don't mean it or what it makes me so mad to be in trouble for doing the same exact thing they've done for years like i'd literally quote the things they said word for word but replace the word gay or lesbian with straight. also my brother got annoyed at me enough that he hit me and my parents were cool with that And he's not even in trouble, and it's so crappy he gets away with every damn thing. TLDR, I've started to say, ew, straight people shoving it in my face, as a response to how my parents always said that about gay people and me and my friends. I'm in trouble, and I don't know if I should apologize, even if I don't mean it. And that was posted by Loose Pepper
1: 4. Loose Pepper 4 is rad as fuck, and I'm totally on her team. Uh, Hell yeah. Because this shit rules. I I ran into something very similar uh, when I was um, – I wasn't even in college yet. I was visiting um, my girlfriend who was in her master's program, and we went to a GSA thing, and uh, they passed out, like, a flyer uh, of, like, what to say when people ask shitty questions about your homosexuality. And it goes a little something like this. Uh, What do you think caused your heterosexuality? (laughs) <laughs> when and where did you decide you were a heterosexual is it possible that this is just a phase and you'll outgrow it is it possible that your sexual orientation is stemmed from a neurotic fear of others of the same sex you know and it just kind of goes on like that it just flips around some of the common scripts about um homosexuality and it's fucking dope and your parents uh I think you need to like make it explicitly clear what you're doing. Cause maybe they just don't fucking get it at all. Uh, but just be like, listen, you, you know, you say this stuff all the time about my people. So I'm trying to flip it around on you and make it clear that it's not fun. Like you think it's disrespectful for me to say it about your people. How come it's perfectly acceptable for you to say it about mine
0: for, for real? Yeah. I think fleshing out that point to them is, uh, is about the best you're gonna be able to do with them. Um, um, because yeah, they're clearly on the right here, and I think that is a good way to flip that on people because it makes them think about that and makes them it a little more difficult to kind of otherize people who aren't straight, which is whack as fuck, like your parents. Um, but that being said, the the struggle, like I would I would tell you to just tell them to fuck off and not talk to them, but you're fourteen, and yeah. so that's tough. And on top of that the little note at the bottom your brother hit you and they're just fine with that. That's fucked. And that kind of makes me think they're not going to respond to logic. I mean, also the fact that they're fucking homophobes. Um, but so what, what do you think you do there? Cause that's tough. You can't, you can't just leave, you know, is this something you could talk to like a school counselor about? You know what I mean? Th- that almost points towards abuse. They're letting your brother fucking hit you and just, no, that's fine. I hate yeah, that. That sucks. Very hostile environment to be growing up in. Don't dig that even a little bit. Uh some what do you do, do there? Like practically. How do you how do you you know try to minimize the, the garbage you're dealing with?
1: Do you have a therapist? If not, demand one. Mom, I need a therapist. Get me a fucking therapist. I need a therapist. Get me a therapist. Um and then you'll have you'll have an outlet for your emotions. The way I described it. Uh when I moved back in with my folks, uh which Facebook reminded me was four years ago. Ugh. Um <laughs> uh, but when I moved back in with my folks, I immediately uh went and sought uh a mental health counseling uh place. Uh and I described it as a lawyer for my emotions. <laughs>
0: uh I, I was gonna kind of bring that up too, because then you got an ally on your side there. Yeah. You know, so it's not just you fighting against your parents and your brother. And again, God knows how receptive, you know, they're going to be to that. But if you have a therapist who can articulate to them, like, hey, part of the reason your child is having a rough time is because you're fucking antagonizing her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll respond to it a little more coming from a therapist rather than you. Because it also just seems like they're dismissing you as just kind of rocking the boat and trying to be a pain when really you're trying to make a point about what they're doing. I'll right say, up. uh, I'll say in general too, and I, I hate that this has to be the situation, you know. But you're trapped there at 14. You know, you're stuck oh, with yeah. your parents; they got custody you and all that. Um, I, I don't think apologize, you know, because your point is valid and, and you're right about that. But I do think maybe don't antagonize other people in public, you know, e- even though you might be right to some extent. It's a little know, obnoxious. Trying to get this point across to them. Exactly. And at least that'll keep you them off your back a little bit more a- until you can make it to 18. And if they're still being pieces of shit to you, you don't have to fucking talk to them again. Yeah. Um,
1: just fucking, just like, blow them away. Just like, fucking wait, like, let's see, where did it go? Uh, <laughs> with all the with all the societal support marriage receives, the divorce rate is spiraling. Why are there so many uh, uh, unstable relationships among heterosexuals? What about that?
0: Yeah. How about that? And uh, and then hit him with one of those coin-filled tote bags. Mm-mm. A disproportionate majority
1: good. of child molesters are heterosexual. Do you consider it safe to expose children to heterosexual teachers? <laughs>
0: uh, that's, that's some good shit. <laughs>
1: it's good stuff. I'll but send, yeah, you, I'll send uh, you the link so you can explore that.
0: Please do. Um but again, it, it, not the answer that I'd want to give here, but I think the practical thing you got to do is back off of it a little bit. Just, yeah. again, you're in the right, um, but ultimately this is you who have to deal with your parents' backlash against this. And I, I guess as much as possible, you might just need to fly under the radar until you can yep. get out of there. You're in the resistance. garbage and unfortunate, uh, but just to maximize kind of, or minimize the the shit you're going through at home. Th- that might be your best option. Practically. Also good
1: for you coming out at like
0: 12. No, nah, for real dude. Yeah. And articulating your points that well and standing up for yourself. That's, that's extremely impressive. And yeah. you know, that's also reassuring, you know, that when it th- comes time that you can get out of there, you- you'll have handled a lot of this crap. And, uh, you know be better equipped to kind of deal with issues you might find in society so good on you for knowing yourself and standing up for yourself
1: yeah proud of you
0: we are proud of you we'll uh, send you a tote bag and uh, ten rolls of nickels just in case
1: <laughs> just in case it gets heavy down there
0: Arthur did you did you have to deal with any of this growing up Um, not really did you come out pretty young
1: I was 19 18 or 19 Um, and, uh, it was fucked up because I was out to a few people at the Renaissance Festival and then it got around in the fucking rumor mill and got to my folks. And so my mom asked me about it. I said, they're not wrong. I am bisexual. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, please don't tell dad. She's like, no, no, no. I won't, you know, I won't talk to him about it if you don't want me to. Um, and then I'm, I'm sure she fucking went and told him about it. (laughs) um and when i came out it was really no big deal i was like hey dad um i just i think it's really important that i tell you i'm bisexual he goes why would that change how i feel about you
0: oh man that's good to hear yeah
1: so i i was lucky to have a very supportive environment um and i my heart goes out to everybody who has to deal with uh some closed-minded bullshit
0: um, for real, man. On top of regular kind of parent garbage that you get as a teenager and just the emotional stuff that you're going through as a teenager, that, that really sucks. you got to deal with this on top of it. Yeah. It's, but again, you're standing up for yourself. It seems like you're handling it about as best as you can, and good on you for that.
1: Yeah. You're a resistance fighter at this point. Uh, you gotta you got to pick your fights and stick and move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Start doing some guerrilla attacks on your parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pop their tires you know, <laughs> sugar in the gas tank in their coffee. Yeah. yeah that sort of that sort of stuff
1: poison your masters boom <laughs> well hey All right. how you feeling about moving on to this next quest let's do it am I 30f overreacting about my so 32m trying to cyber sex with girls on reddit it makes me sick each time I think about it My boyfriend accidentally left his messages up on the computer, and I saw them. He does not know I did. None of the people he messaged responded, but the intent was there. Is this a thing you personally constitute as cheating? I know that would vary by person. Should I let it go since they're strangers? We've been together for five and a half years. And he knows this type of thing bothers me. But I hate to throw those years away over something stupid slash what anyone else thinks is harmless. TLDR, long-term BF. Trying to sex talk with strangers on Reddit and doesn't know I know. Am I in the wrong to be considering ending things over it? And that was posted by a throwaway another string of numbers.
0: Okay, so this is something we've visited before, where there's yeah. kind of like, where is that line of what is cheating? Yeah. But I'll I'll, I'll say again uh, what we've said on those other ones. If this is something that bothers you and your partner, you say knows that this bothers you and they're still doing it. So it is absolutely cheating there. And it's a breach of trust. He's, you know, heard your concerns on this and he's still doing that garbage. And it's fucking duplicitous and not what you want from a partner.
1: Uh, I think, I think user just want to watch Dr. Phil. (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Really lays it out, uh, lays it out tight. Here's why you should not let it go it makes you sick to think about. I think that's the clean-cut answer you're looking for. I stayed with a guy who sexted some girls online. It broke me. Devastated me. I couldn't see him the same. And online girls turn into acquaintances, and him sexting turns into him fucking his female friends. A cheater is a cheater, but this is all definitely biased, says. Just want to watch Dr. Phil. (laughs)
0: OP in the response to that too uh, there's a little bit more to it but says uh, as stupid as it sounds I think I'm maybe an overly emotional person so I get scared that maybe I'm the crazy girlfriend that's upset over nothing and uh, I wanted to comment on that too because I think that's kind of a common thread in like distrustful and shitty and abusive relationships where like you have a valid concern and instead of responding to that and respecting it your partner ends up you know, flipping that on you and telling you that, you know, you're, oh, you're crazy. You know, this is how most people are, you know, you're being too emotional when really your concern here is very valid. He's being shitty to you. And, uh, you know, that, that's a way of manipulating you into just kind of doing what they want and, and not being upset about things you really should be upset about. Yeah. So I think that's really not a good sign. <clears throat> the breach of trust that he knows this and continues to do this, uh, that's bad news and I don't I think this is one you might need to get out of. Yep, there
1: yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There they were.
0: Big big horns on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Five and a half years though, man. God damn.
1: It's hard. But man, I. when it's time to go, it's time to go. Uh we can do we could have uh a special episode on breakups. <laughs> Uh, for sure. We could do like a whole we could do a whole hour for sure on procedure and self-care and aftercare. Uh but it's something that it's something that you might have to do here. I think you gotta do it.
0: And I'm gonna say too, just based on that comment I was just reading, uh you know if you're not seeing a therapist and you know, you're you're dealing with the anxiety about these trust things, this might be something good it might be something good to do to kind of bring this up and get reassurance and kind of tools for how to deal with that. You know, if your partner's trying to manipulate you you like that. Because again, you've been there for five and a half years. I assume this kind of stuff has been going on for a while, where he's been kind of demeaning you and stopping you from expressing your your valid concerns here. And uh, that's something you kind of got to work through, because that's a behavior that you can really get stuck with, which leaves you vulnerable to this happening again.
1: You don't want that.
0: No, you don't. And we don't want
1: that. And uh, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Uh, you know what I do want, though? What's that? To let you know that our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. And you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com.
0: <laughs> A good transition. Good transition. <laughs> and our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Fellows. You can find that at instagram.com slash the Fellows or on Spotify. Three words, the
1: Fellows. It has been a delight to have you all with us. Uh, it feels good to be back in this chair. I don't know why I said it that way because I'm in this chair all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to be with you. And I hope that you have a lovely week and that we see you again next week. Thanks, bye!
0: It's a pretty good chair.